You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. Yay! Great job, girls. Just so you know, we're recording right now, so. Gerald went offline. Is everybody else still there? Yep. Yes. Apparently sending mass emails is too much for his computer to take. Huh. <laughs> I was like, you want me to do what? <laughs> I finally got it, though. Did you? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, wait, never mind. Just wait for him to come back online. I got a Call of Duty email. That's not him. <laughs> got myself an intelligence report. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> wait, where'd Gerald go? I have no idea. Okay. Sounds about right. <laughs> hey, look, there he is. We're gonna have a little, little crunching. Might as well have a little bit of popping. There we go. And a little ringing too. Ah uh, yeah. I'm back. All right, let's try this again. Somebody's echoing. You would be like in an acid trip to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I would think the same thing. Oh, man. <laughs> if you are high and you were listening to this, I am so sorry. The humanoid must not escape. How is everyone out there? It is another beautiful day in paradise, and we at the world-famous Game Source Podcast have reached a milestone. Number 50. Woo! There you go. Time to celebrate indeed. Uh, it's Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives, and we've got uh, one of the great super couples that works on our staff, Jeremiah, a.k.a. Super Boring. Hello, hello. And Steph Foo. Say hi, Steph. Hello. There you go. Absolutely. Great to have you two on today's show. Um, looks like it's going to be another great podcast today. We've got a lot of great stuff because it's our annual Black Friday podcast, and we'll uh, touch on 
all the great stuff going on for Black Friday for gamers later on in the show. Uh, but right now, uh, today is a special day indeed as we record this podcast because we have the Wii U just came out today. It debuted uh, to great fanfare, and I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that right now uh, because Jeremiah and Steph, they went out and they have their first impressions of the Wii because they have one right at home. You guys the Deluxe, is that correct? Yeah. But he was at work. I had to go sit at Walmart and get it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, uh, Stephanie, I'll let you go first then, if that's the case, since you got first hands on it um, ahead of every, you know, a lot of other individuals. Um, the curiosity is still there. The demand um, wasn't quite what I expected because I checked around uh, in the city of Las Vegas today and I, I actually visited and called quite a few stores and there were actually units still available. Uh, so the demand on it wasn't quite what the uh, 2006 demand was back in the day. Um, but Stephanie, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I know you've already unboxed it and started uh, fiddling around with it. Tell me your thoughts on the Wii U. Um, well, the first thing that really caught me was the controller, the uh, tablet pad. Um, I'd never actually gotten to demo one before we got ours, so I was imagining it to be much heavier, and I wasn't quite sure how comfortable it would be to hold, but um, the way that it's uh, made, it's got nice handle grips on the side. It's not as heavy as you would think. It's a lot lighter. Um, the system's really sleek. Uh, I thought it was going to be about the same size as the Wii, but it's actually quite a bit longer. Um, like I said, we got the deluxe one, so it came with um, like a charging stand, quite a few little extras, and then the Nintendo Land as well. And I know you kind of touched on that there are still units still available. Um, we actually went to Toys R Us because they were uh, having a great Black Friday deal, which we'll get to later. But uh, they were out of deluxes there. They only had the regular ones left. So I think that might be part of it, too. Um, the deluxes are a little bit harder to get from what I've been saying. I can, I can agree with that because at three for only $50 more to get the charger and the game uh, included. Um, is the H, I believe the HDMI is included on both units. Is that correct, Jeremiah? Yeah, both have the HDMI. Um, I, I think the really the biggest difference for me personally was the you know much bigger hard drive. I mean, it's literally four times the size of the regular one. But you can also add your own additional freestanding hard drives and or sticks. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean it's got a slot for the SD cards, and um, I mean yeah, you can. I mean similar to like with the PS3, you can change the you know hard drive in that too. Or just use an external, like, you know, you get your two terabyte, one terabyte, two terabyte uh, yeah. uh, freestanding units. That sounds great. Now, uh, what I wanted to ask first off was something that I've had uh, an issue with for quite some time now since E3. And uh, I know it was something that I've repeatedly had questions about and probably was the main reason why I just didn't go out and pick one up way. Um I guess, Stephanie, can you tell me a little bit more about the Nintendo Network and Miiverse and how that interacts as far as in-out, in-game chat or, or whatnot? This is basically the online experience overall as compared to what you're used to. Uh, well, the first and most important thing is you don't have to deal with friend codes. <laughs> you know, like the 15-digit 
codes where you and your friend who you want to add have to switch them. None of that. That's, um, that's a definite plus. Absolutely great. Uh, it, it's so nice. Um, you do, when uh, you first sign on, when you're getting your internet connection set up, it prompts you to make a Nintendo network ID, which um, is kind of like, you know, your gamer tag that you make. Uh, I made mine, step to Sue again, same as every other console I have. Um, but so that's what you use. Um, when you're adding a friend, you have to add them, and then they also have to add you. So it's a little reminiscent of the friend code, but it's a whole lot easier than trying to exchange that long string of numbers. Uh, they have uh, community groups on the Meverse where people can talk about different games. Right now it does have a 100-character limit, so you have to be really short and concise about what you're saying, which I have a hard time in. Every time I try to make a comment, I'm like, oh, God, I have to cut out 37 characters. Um, well, and then you can also draw pictures, too. Yeah, you can draw pictures, too, which is pretty fun. Does it does it look like if if from what you're telling me it looks like a lot of things that they've taken are taken from uh, social networks such as Facebook and Twitter? Would I yeah that was, was kind of what I was gonna liken it to. I mean they've really socialized it a lot. I mean there's you know posts about you know each game um, as they're playing it. Like uh, you know when we were playing New Super Mario Brothers, um, like it prompts you if you would. You know, if you want to, like, you can completely opt out of it, um, but we enabled it. Like, you can, um, like, after you, you know, get all the coins in a stage, you know, you can write your comment on that stage, um, you know, comment on, like, the boss battle, you know, just different stuff along the way, um, which, you know, kind of similar to Twitter, like, you know, just really quick, you know, like, here's my thoughts on this, here's, you know, that, that and, you know, so on. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting, like, it does, um, you know, kind of, you know, like you said, you know, put the social network into it, you know, pretty pretty well. Yeah, when you're going through the uh, community and the different communities, there's one thing that immediately went, oh, they got that from Facebook, which is uh, on comments that people have made, you can give them a yeah, which is obviously a like, but... Um, kind of like that. You can go through and say, oh, wow, that was a really good comment. I like that. And it'll get a higher rating. Uh, like you said with the uh, new Super Mario Bros. or Super Mario Bros. Wii U, um, when you're doing a stage, if you're having a really hard time, you can be like, hey, I'm having a hard time with this. Can anybody help me out? And throw that up on the Miiverse. Um, really good. They're kind of, to me, it seems like they're encouraging gamers to help other gamers out, which is always a good thing. Um and then when I was personally going through playing Zombie U, which I love, um, when you're going through and you're looking on the wall, people can uh, spray paint code messages to you. So if a zombie is going to be hopping out from behind one of the doors, like somebody might put like a, a skull on it or different stuff like that, that's kind of fun. That You have to examine it, so it's not going to spoil anything for you if somebody puts something dumb. Or if you, you know, don't want to know that that's what's going to come up. Uh, but it also is kind of a, just a fun thing to have in a community for online perspective. Now, is yeah. there, is there a chat? similar to the, the Dark Souls, like, blood trail uh, thing. That, that's just what I was going to allude to as well, absolutely. Now, 
is there uh, in-game cross-game chat? Is, is, how is that? Or is it just text only at this time? Well, I don't know about so far the in-game. I do know that there is the WeChat channel, which um, has everything up to voice, um, video. Like uh, the tablet has a camera facing you when you're on it, so you can actually video call kind of like you would like a video call on Skype or um, FaceTime on your iPhone. If you or and a friend have a Wii U, you can talk back and forth in a video conversation. Very good, very good. Now, uh, let's cut right to the chase here. All right, you guys have uh, both taken a look at the uh, games that are out there. Tell me a little bit more about uh, some of the games that you two have been playing. Jeremiah? Uh, well, you know, obviously we got Nintendo Land with it. Um, we also picked up the Mario, Zombie U, uh, the Ninja Gaiden 3, and... Um, Scribble Not. Yeah, there we go. Like blanking for some reason. Um, and then there's a couple other ones we were looking at maybe picking up later. But um, I mean, so far, like, uh, you know, we've had fun with all of them. Like, even uh, Nintendo Land was actually, um, you know, better than I was kind of expecting. Uh, like, there's a lot of, you know, content in there than I expected. But, uh, like, all the different games in there, you know, definitely had different flavors. They used the controller in different ways. Um, I mean, some of them you're playing by yourself, or they're multiplayer only. Sometimes they're, you know, multiplayer or single player. I think it'll be using, you know, obviously the Wiimotes for the extra people. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of fun with all of them so far. Um, I've put the most time into uh, Nintendo Land and the Ninja Gaiden, um, which, you know, I'm not going to lie, I'm playing Ninja Gaiden on easy. Um, as I'm kind of getting used to the, the new Pro Controller, um, which, if you haven't seen it, the buttons are under the right analog, which, you know, most people are not going to be used to that because that's, you know, usually the buttons are above it. That harkens so, back uh, to, uh, if I may be incorrect, the Sega Genesis days. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. I Oh, and I did want to ask, uh, well, Stephanie, I'll lead with you then. Um, I know you two are going to bring bring out your reviews in the next few days on yourgamesource.com as you two can uh, 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 put them out. Um, but I wanted to ask real quickly, uh, any impressions from you, Stephanie, on your uh, leader as far as the game that you've been playing that, that most appeals to you? This one actually came to me as a surprise. I have been playing Zombie U the most, and normally I'm not that into zombie games, but it's just, it's really fun. It is a great use of the tablet, and it's creepy. I'm playing on uh, chicken mode, sadly, because I kind of freak out really easily, <laughs> so, and I want to get a feel for it. Um, it's definitely, I've had a ton of fun when we got done playing Nintendo Land and we were getting ready to do the podcast, Jeremiah was like, oh, I'm going to pop in Ninja Gaiden. And I'm like, no, I was going to play Zombie You. Well, it sounds like you two are having a blast with it, and it is something that uh, sounds like that you two enjoy very much so far. And hopefully, like I said, at yoursource.com, we can read uh, your upcoming thoughts on the Wii. And uh, I do appreciate anything that, 
that you two write out for for us and uh, give our fans, uh, you know, hopefully a better idea on whether or not they should uh, get a Wii U uh, in the near or far term. So um, I just want to yeah. actually – oh, go ahead. Well, if I could add just a couple, like, other, like, short notes on, like, the system itself. Um, I mean, I wasn't there when Steph did it, but there was a bit of a lengthy, you know, update for that day one update stuff. Um, and so far every game has had a little – minor update, but, I mean, I don't think any of them took longer than a minute. So, there is a little bit of that. Um, If you've had some practice with a PS3, it shouldn't be uh, that much of an issue. Yeah, it's you're you're probably no no stranger to that. So, so out there, people, if you buy it, make sure you uh, do the updates, I guess, uh, before you go to sleep and have it running while you sleep. Would that be uh, preferential? Yeah, the system actually has a built-in, like, uh, you know, thing where it'll turn itself off, um, and it has that purposely disabled for when it's doing updates, so you can actually do it for that specific reason alone. Well, similar to the old Wii, uh, that when it was always looking like it was doing updates and constant uh, updates to this, even when it was on standby. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely is... It, Right after you get it, the first thing you want to do, get it plugged in, get it hooked up to the Internet, and get that firmware update downloaded. Because that, for me, it probably took about 20 minutes. It was a very decently long update. But that, you know, could also be that we have a slow router. We don't have the fa- we don't have the fastest Internet connection, you know, available. And then we also have the router, like, on the other side of a wall <laughs> that we use. So, but... You know, it's not it's not anything terrible, game breaking. Yeah, you're sitting there and you're like, I just want to play, but you know, every is gonna have updates that you're gonna have to sit through, so that's not a big surprise. Speaking of signal, and before we go on to our next uh, next topic, I did want to ask one final thing with the Wii U, and that is the portability of the Wii U tablet itself. Because I've I've heard it called into question as far as the distance you can take it uh, through dense walls, through through uh, glass, things of that nature. Were you able to take it to some distances and still get a good reception on it? I don't know if we're the best people to ask about that. We're in a pretty tiny little one-bedroom apartment, but um, it's in our living room, and I was able to use the pad throughout the house, so... Yeah, I do like being able to control the the TV itself with a you know simple button change as well. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, the, so overall, your impressions are are very favorable on it. Sounds like, and uh, may I be uh, correct on that? Um, yeah, you definitely. Okay, well, that's that's good. A good start for Wii U then, because uh, people did have, such as myself, did have their concerns over the Wii U. Um, obviously, the way it was promoted by Nintendo left a lot of questions more than answers, so it seems like uh, they're off to a pretty good start there. And I know over the next few days, uh, as news hits as far as sales or info, uh, for everyone out there on the Wii U, just check out either our Facebook site at GameSource or on the front page of our website, yourgamesource.com. Yeah, I think those demo units that are out there are really going to help a lot in, like, selling people because, yeah, it's it's really hard to get an idea of it without really getting hands-on yourself. 
Well, the thing troubling about that was when I, I did go to Targets and Best Buys where there were actual demo locations, everything was that I wanted to try uh, was turned off. There were no playable demos um, of any games that I was interested in. And then um, I also wanted to find out more about the online network itself. And unfortunately, that had not been enabled. I'm assuming because of the launch now that that those uh, game demos and, and info uh, videos and infomercials on the actual Wii U displays have been turned on. So I'm hopeful now that if you go you know, out there, folks, and take a look at the demo before you try it, before you play it, excuse me, you'll be able to go ahead and get more the information that you're you're looking for in order to make a sound decision on that. But sounds like it's a good starter off on the Wii U. Um, next on the list, we have Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, they recently released more information uh, on the actual world itself, the San Andreas, and how huge it's going to be. It's the biggest, uh, well, from what it sounds like, it uh, looks like it's going to be the biggest game so far to date and the biggest world out there. Um, talk of it being larger than GTA 4, GTA 3, GTA 4, and Red Dead Redemption combined, which would make it a huge world. Um, they recently released a trailer signify that you'll play the story of one, not one, but not two, but through three protagonists throughout the game. Uh, Jeremiah, Stephanie, uh, the, the video itself is on our videos page at, at yourgamesource.com. Did you get a chance to see it, by the way? Well, like, it, I mean, it looks pretty interesting. Um, I played a, be- a decent amount of most of the Grand Theft Autos. Um, I'm, you know, it's interesting they're going back to San Andreas again. Like, I wonder if they're ever going to go back to Vice City. Um, I know, like, a friend of mine also really liked that uh, that style of it. Um, you know, the kind of 80s, like, all the music, you know, all that kind of stuff was, was kind of a nice twist to it. But, um, I mean, yeah, it, I, I don't doubt that it's going to sell, you know, ridiculously well just because it's Grand Theft Auto. So I don't think it really matters too much what they do with it. Stephanie, do you think uh, you as well look forward to the GTA series coming back? Uh, looks like it's going to be coming back in March, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or at least springtime, unless it gets delayed again, spring 2013. Uh, I've never been a real big Grand Theft Auto fan, so eh, I'd like to check it out because... I've definitely heard of good stuff about Grand Theft Auto, and I'm sure the amount of work they're putting into it is going to be a solid game. Well, it definitely uh, looks like it's going to be another big seller. I know how Nick has stated before how much he uh, enjoyed getting almost threatened uh, by his life by another individual um, for GTA 4, so I know I'm sure he's uh, looking at GTA 5 with such great... uh, Anticipation. In fact, yeah, the pl- both me and Steph also worked at Game Crazy with, you know, with Grand Theft Auto 3 and then 4 coming out. And, yeah, I definitely don't enjoy selling Grand Theft Auto, that's for sure. Well, I know. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> so glad uh, I'm not working there for this one. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And I know I got uh, a lot of, uh, um, as I've said in the past, there was a uh, about 100 people waiting for who had pre-ordered the game and were waiting with anticipation, and our shipment was delayed. And like I said, Nick's life was threatened. And uh, 
I know it's just it's just a lot of anticipation for the game, and people really seem to have a, a great place in their heart for it. And uh, just uh, I'm anticipating a great game, and uh, I know uh, I look forward to it as well. Coming out bring, and uh, unless it gets delayed, but it looks like from all instances, it's finally going to be coming out this spring, and I definitely look forward to it. Um, in fact, I'm going to play a little clip right now um, from Nick uh, and on a previous podcast telling us how much he enjoyed the GTA series. And we're back. Um, just wanted to, you know, well, Nick, he's, he's, a, he's a character. Um, but uh, getting back to the news. Um, they don't call him angry for nothing. Yes, yes, and absolutely, and he's uh, provided quite a moment on uh, on our past 49 podcasts. Um, but right now, I want to talk about the huge sales going on right now. I know the uh, sales, for the most part of this year, have been slumping, but we've got uh, a great news to talk about in the past uh, three weeks. We've had three huge hits coming out uh, that have, have garnered huge sales. Um, well, we'll start off with Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed in the first week, reported by Ubisoft, three and a half million sales. Halo 4, uh, which came out t- two weeks ago, uh, that has come out to over $200 million in the first 24 hours, reported by Microsoft. And last, and dare I say not least, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Once again, the domination by Activision continues, and I know Nick, again, would be pleased about this. $500 million garnered in the first 24 hours. Try that is ridiculous. I'm trying to wrap my head around that, and that is just insane. Uh, Stephanie, tell, tell me your thoughts on exactly the success uh, of these three games, and do you think it's going to lead to a turnaround for the video game industry as a whole? Well, I think that these are all three very strong um, series. They have a lot of good background, all the previous Call of Duty, the Halos, and Assassin's Creed. Uh, I'm actually most surprised about the sales of Halo. As you know, Halo is made by the studio. It's not made by Bungie anymore. But clearly, they've done a good job on it. It wasn't, you know, first day sales, and then it, you know, tanked because people were like, oh, it's terrible. It's progressing strong sales. Um, you know, it's it's just showing that if you can make a good game, people are going to buy it. Now, I think what we just, what a lot of companies need to do is transfer instead of piggybacking off of these really strong series that they have, which is going to continue being successful. We need to figure out, the industry needs to figure out how they can get that passion into new IPs and new um, games that are coming out. So we can really rebuild the industry. Jeremiah, uh, you know, with all this money being made and, well, unfortunately not going in our pockets right now, and I apologize for that. But uh, what are your hopes for the industry now that these three have uh, come out to such huge, huge sales as a whole? Well, Activision, I I don't really have a lot of uh, faith in Activision. I mean, I'm pretty positive they're going to run – Call of Duty into the ground. I mean, it may not be anytime soon. Um, I mean, it's obviously selling just fine right now. But, I mean, they have already done it with several other, you know, franchises. They just keep, you know, putting them out until, you know, they're not making, 
you know, the money. And I really have to wonder what they're going to latch on to at that point because, uh, I mean, Call of Duty is their, is their bread and butter at the moment. It is. And uh, I know we had that discussion earlier this year um, about as if Call of Duty was the greatest franchise in history. Before uh, I get your two thoughts on it, let me just play a little clip from that episode uh, right now. Your life force is running out. I think Call of Duty should burn a fiery death. And eventually it will, like every other game has, and soon will. Except what? Oh, no, I said exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. It's it's just a matter of time. But as far as right now, this game, it's done so well for sales. It's done so so well as far as uh, customer satisfaction. Even if you're the 1% who hates it, you got to realize there's 99% of other people that love this game and are addicted to it, and it, it appeals to them. Even though it's so simple of a game, if it was so simple, why didn't everyone else think of that uh, 10 years ago? It, it's just perfect for the time that it's come out on uh, with everything that they release. One new game mode here, one new expansion with the Elite Pack here. Uh, those little bitty things to increase their profit another 50 bucks, And... These guys are multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar companies, if anything, uh, from their entire series. So I would say Activision, Treyarch, Infinity War, this, this combination that makes Call of Duty, Call of Duty uh, is pretty much hands down the best game that has come out, whether you like it or not. Well, um, I will say based on statistics not because I actually like the game because I don't Um, based on statistics Call of Duty obviously um, makes a very significant impact and also is a a significant competitor to any other game that has ever come out on the market that's Mass Effect 3 and all those other good ones we like um, I, I don't know if I would place it in the video game series of all time. I, I don't think I would place it as the greatest video game series of all time. However, um, I statistically would say it's, it's certainly, uh, certainly up there. Just because I refuse to say that it is. Yeah, but you have to give it its respect that it is. Like I said far. it was up in the top. That's respect it, enough. No, but no, but I'm saying it's by far the most profitable game that has ever come out, and it's probably the best satisfactory game uh, that has ever come out. It I is. Mean, I agree. It is one of the most profitable games that have come out. I will say that much. But that's it. Total carnage. Well, after hearing that, uh, I just wanted to ask, since we didn't get a chance to have you two on the show at that point in time, uh, Stephanie. Do you think Call of Duty is the greatest franchise of all time? As far as sales-wise go, it's obviously very far up there. For me personally, it's not. I'm not big on Call of Duty because I prefer single-player games, and Call of Duty is – it has single-player content. But let's be honest, if you're playing Call of Duty, 95% of people that are playing it are really playing it for the multiplayer. I believe it's a strong series, but – for me, not the best series of all time. Jeremiah, now you heard what Steph says. 
and I know you've listened to the previous podcast on my thoughts uh, regarding it. What are your thoughts? Is Call of Duty the greatest franchise? Well, you know, as, as much as I, as I just said that, you know, Activision likes to burn them into the ground, they are somehow managing to, you know, keep it fresh enough that it's still, you know, they're improving on their, you know, their franchise, you know, little by little here and there. Um, you know, maybe they, you know, as long as they keep doing that, they can keep it going for a while and it will continue to be a great franchise. Um, but yeah, personally, I, I'm not really a big shooter kind of person. Um, I, I tend to like, I mean, I do play some shooters, but it's usually something with, you know, something different in it. I mean, I, I just don't like war shooters in general. Um, Halo is a little more my style, you know, just because futuristic, you know, nice story to it. Um, or something like Warhammer, um, where there's, you know, a lot of interesting weapons. Um, like that one had a really cool multiplayer with, uh, you know, different kind of classes, sort of. Um, with different loadouts, and, uh, you know, obviously, like, uh, I really like Metroid Prime um, as well, because that one has more of a, you know, sort of exploratory side to it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's other shooters out there that are doing different things that I personally like more. Um, as long as Activision can keep it fresh enough, uh, you know, all those people that are into competitive shooters, that's that's what they'll flock to. Well, okay then. Um, I, it just leads to more debate. And as each year and each iteration, I'm sure Modern Warfare 4 hasn't been announced. But obviously that's an educated guess seeing where they're at for the new consoles. Um, I just think, you know, uh, it's going to be a lot more debate, and at some point in time, there's going to be some heavy discussion on whether uh, it will be or not, so, but uh, let me uh, change the subject to just the actual console makers themselves. Um, both Sony and Microsoft have, within the past 30 days, uh, both announced that worldwide sales for each console has just passed the 70 million mark. 70 million use each. Well, in your opinion, um, do you think this gives you a better determination on who is winning or who won this round of the console war between the Wii, um, the PlayStation 3, and the, the Xbox 360? Because the Xbox 360 came out in 2005 and the Wii and PS3 came out in 2006, but the Wii still leads in overall sales. Uh, Stephanie, your thoughts on, on both PS3 and 360 going over 70 million? Um, your impress on as far as who do you think, when all is said and done, will be thought of as the uh, leader of this generation of consoles? Yeah, now it's really hard to say. I don't think there'll ever really be a clear-cut winner, and these numbers to me don't really prove one way or the other because if you think about it, Sony had how many iterations of the ES3 and, you know, there's a lot of people that do, you know, trade in their old one. They just want the new one. So that's not so much people buying it as just upgrading. Uh, and it, it seems a little askew to me. And then Microsoft, how many people had one that red ringed and had to buy a new one? 
So I think there's a lot of, you know, overlap in those sales where it's not really 70 million people that have bought one. There's a little bit of gray area in there where it's people that have bought more than one, have more than one, have gone through more than one. So I don't know. To me, I, I don't think at the end of this cycle there'll ever really be a clear winner. We've been in this cycle for, you know, how long? And usually by this point, you can kind of tell who was on top and who wasn't. So. Well, uh when they do state their numbers, um, PS3, uh, it's mostly going to be considered worldwide sales. Uh, they do get a, a large portion of sales in both Japan and also Europe, whereas the uh, 360 is predominantly a North American with uh, also as well some UK thrown in there uh, as far as their sales are concerned. But overall, the Wii in its lifetime has sold more than both those uh, consoles. Jeremiah, um, what I wanted to ask with both going over 70 million as well, do you think that, uh, as Stephanie said, it's still unclear or will always be unclear who won this run this round, or do you think you have in your mind a definite winner? Well, it's funny. I remember, I, I can't remember exactly how many years ago, but um, it might have been Microsoft like gloating that, you know, they're they're totally winning and then it was like a footnote, you know, as long as you don't count the Wii because, you know, they have ridiculous numbers. But, I mean, as she was saying, like, yeah, there's a lot of iterations of the PS3, um, Microsoft Red Rings, um, and then even with the Wii, you've got, you know, like those casual people that might have gotten it for, you know, the Wii Fit um, or any one of the many, like, you know, you know games or gimmicks you know, things that they've seen on TV, they got it, they, you know, messed around with it, and now it's their Netflix machine that doesn't do anything else. Um, or, I mean, for that matter, too, like, you know, how many people got a PS3 for Blu-ray players? Um, you know, it's just, it's hard to say, you know, whereas, like, you know, generations ago, you could say, you know, like, this system was clearly the winner, because that was all the systems did. They played video games. Um, but now with, like, all the, you know, media hub features and social aspects and, you know, all the different things the systems do, it's it's just kind of a, you know, it's, it's a weird situation now in comparison to how it used to be. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Uh, it's still... In my opinion, uh, tough to call. I mean, with the Wii was so strong for for it, it's like a rainbow arch. You know, when they first came out, uh, the Wii was considered uh, a bleak number three, you know, behind both the PS3 and 360, and they were the it unit for you know three three years. There was just no getting around the fact that the Wii was was the it console of and not even close between those uh, three but as the years have passed on and people have desired more as far as getting TVs that are HD capable um, and wanting a better sound and video experience that the we could match the sales uh, plummeted on it so I I can see uh, when all is said and done that it's, it probably could be uh, 
a little unclear as far as who won this round. So it wasn't like the back in the day when the PS2 clearly won its its you know time in history and Nintendo 64 won its time in theirs. But uh, hopefully in the new round of generations, uh, new generation coming up of consoles will get a more definitive idea who be uh, the successor on that end. But uh, speaking of the consoles, one last bit on the news. Xbox Live has turned 10 years old. That's right, everyone. Xbox Lives, which originated in 2002 for the original Xbox. Remember that big uh, big black box? Yes, uh, it did start in 2002, and as of this week, is 10 years old. And Microsoft even rewarded some customers in North America. Um, some longtime customers have surprised them with a special Xbox Live 10-year anniversary uh, edition console, which is truly a great way to, to celebrate. But if you lived in the U.K. and you've had that Xbox Live for that many years, unfortunately, um, if you were lucky, you just got a code for the Reketeer. Um Stephanie and Jeremiah... I was trying to beat around the bush with that one, but I, I guess I couldn't say it, uh, you know, any nicer than that. And I do apologize to the U people, out, our friends out in the UK listening, that they weren't able to get the same things that, here in the States. Uh, Stephanie, your thoughts? Uh, I know we were talking a little bit before podcast about it, but Stephanie, just your quick thoughts on how depressing it is for the UK and how do you think they were uh, somewhat slighted? I, I feel... I feel very bad for them because I have actually lived in England as well as my parents currently live in England. So I know kind of how the currency conversion is right now. And in England, the way things are priced, it's almost the exact same number that you would see if something was priced in dollars, but it's a pound sign. So they pay on average about twice as much for a lot of stuff that we pay for. So they've been paying a whole lot more, and to just get, like, a download code, I feel terrible for them. I mean, at least at least Microsoft didn't completely, you know, just sweep them under the rug and give them nothing. But when you look against it and see, oh, people in the States got a console and I got some game downloads, it's got to be a little heartbreaking. I couldn't agree with you more. And Jeremiah, your thoughts? uh how long have you been an Xbox Live member? I've gone off and on uh, for quite a bit. Like, I, I kind of just jump on it whenever there's something specifically that I want to play online with, you know, friends or something uh, or, you know, other other various reasons I've jumped on it and off. But uh, at least, I don't know, three or four years been on there. But uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about What's, what sucks for Europe is, like, on top of having to pay extra, too, like, there's a lot of games that they get extremely, extremely late over there, and they're just having to wait and twiddle their thumbs while they wait for, you know, whatever big title might have just come out here to finally go over there. Um, I mean, very seldom, like, it'll kind of swing the other way, but it's usually that they have to wait. 
I don't really feel bad for them as well. And uh, my thoughts go out to the people in the UK. I mean, it was an, it's a nice gesture by Microsoft to the people in the U.S., but to, to not do the same equally for people overseas just because of maybe shipping concerns or costs or what have you was, I don't know. I think they should have done it on a worldwide basis and just if they only had X amount of consoles, just distribute to selected random individuals around the world as opposed to just singling out uh, the U.S., but... That's it for the news. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get another highlight as far as it's concerned from one of our past episodes. And then we will start on our world-famous trusted reviews right after the break. I can't shake it! Everybody want to make sure everybody has uh, their say? Yep. I think you- Nick should just be a little less Nick. What's that supposed to mean, Chris? You know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to finish my pizza real quick, too. I thought I was particularly informative this evening. Well, then someone needs to inform me on the spirit hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh. his pri- it's his prize position. It's- Until he gets Star Wars for the connect. Yeah. Then that will okay. become his prize possession. Yeah, he'll play it once and get hooked. You know what? I got still got my foxtail sitting in my drawer. I'm taking that too. I have that somewhere. Oh no, wait! I get it out of wait. What? Wait. No, Alicia has it. Never mind. Oh man, how? I think, I think she has mine. You know what? Someone actually came in the Best Buy wearing that thing. On um, the hot model gave it to us. I I want to say it was for Mass Effect Three, the release day. The really hot model gave it to us. I'm trying to remember which one. Uh, was that Asian girl? Well, that's well, really, yeah, that's really hot. Is slightly different from my really hot. <laughs> Asians are hot, but not really hot. That depends on what Asian you're talking about. <laughs> um, be more descriptive, man. You're just saying it was a hot Asian. Well, I mean, half the girls there were Asian. Well, yeah, you're right. That's not really particularly. I, I think I have a picture of her. Wait, are you talking about the the girl? That wanted to party with you or something? It was yeah. a different girl. No, I, get, I, think, I think it was her. I got a picture of both of them. No, the t- oh wait, it was that because she went and held them for us. Yeah, and then she remember. she wore my spirit hat. Yeah. Her and her friends. Honestly, I was more attracted to her friends. <laughs> uh, but okay. I couldn't say anything because my because Alicia was there. You're not recording, are you? Uh, Gerald's <laughs> not using any of this. So. I don't use any of it. So, no, and this better not end up any bloopers either. And the, yes, that was another great sampling uh, from one of our past episodes. It's, again, the world-famous Game Source podcast. This is Gerald, better known as Yes, Help Us Lives. It's, again, still a beautiful evening in Paradiso. Um, and I'm here with Steph and Jeremiah. And we're going to cover, it's the review time, everyone. Um, And let's start off with, well, uh, the first game that we're going to cover was Assassin's Creed 3. A huge hit, as we stated in the news, um, and rightfully so. It's an awesome game, very expansive world uh, once you really get into it. Uh, Excuse me, the beginning is actually a little slow to start off with. And there's some reconnaissance and eavesdropping missions that, if you get by them, will open up the world 
dramatically to you and the things that you can do from going through the city, um, you know, as far as the fights that you can get into, the combat, uh, the ship, as far as going on a ship and, and learning how to build your your crew and, and what things you can do to improve the things on your ship, the ship battles itself, going for treasure, going into the tier, uh, anything from just running through trees to, to just spending hours just hunting after animals and whatnot. Um, just so many things, different things to do. Um, it was such an outstanding game. Uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, the only thing I found really disappointing outside, like I said, the re- reconnaissance and eavesdropping missions, it's just that it because maybe some some slight glitches here and there in the graphics that I really think that uh, it just held so much promise and it was so, so hyped up by Ubisoft as being the game to, to point towards this quarter and I just think it not lived to all, up to all that hype. Uh, but otherwise, like I said, it's a really outstanding game, and I really think you should try it. Uh, I give it a 9 out of 10. Um, I think the next game we're going to go well, to... Before- and what Gerald was, was meaning by 9 out of 10, um, on Gerald's actual scale, it was a 8.9732219. Rounded off. Rounded off, yes, of course. Um, but like I said, it, it's a great game. It's just... I just, you know, I know a lot of uh, our thoughts coming out of E3 that this was going to be the game of the year, hands down, by a lot of individuals. Um, unfortunately, it just doesn't come to fruition. But, um, yeah, it's just truly a big world. The multiplayer is very solid as well. Uh, but I just think it's, it's a really, really solid game, and I really think you should, people should, should buy it and try it and definitely uh, get their hands on it. Uh, the next one I'm going to touch on is Halo 4. Um, I know we have an extensive review on it on our YourGameSource.com review site. Halo 4 for us, well, it's it's a 9.5 out of 10. Um, absolutely love the game. The the story just it plays such a tremendous part in it um, with uh, your focus on Cortana. Um, the, the level design was the only drawback, a slight drawback, in fact, um, yes, it's linear as always, but the fact that just your goal is just to move on as far as from stage to stage by, you know, after you're going through your battles and whatnot, ending in a, maybe just a level, uh, a lever switch, a lever pull or a switch just seemed kind of uh, a little bit of taking the icing off the cake. But otherwise, the the level design was, was well done for the most part. Uh, the story really gets you involved with the Cortana aspect of uh, the multiplayer is is very, very solid as always. And the fact that uh, Spartan Ops missions are going to come at you weekly for co-op uh, just makes it that much more enjoyable. I still miss the four-player co-op through the campaign that uh, Halo 3 had, but otherwise uh, it's an outstanding choice and one of our, uh, one of our you know, Probably one of the games that we're going to think about game of the year wise uh, up here coming up here soon. And again, um, Jamie gave it a nine point five out of ten. Um, the next game uh, we're going to touch on is Call of Duty Black Ops Two. The third, yes, the Blobs Two. Um, outstanding multiplayer as usual, um, but the really where it comes in is um, a totally tweaked campaign. 
Uh, still some issues as far as the AI is concerned for me, but uh, with the choices that you can make um, that af- affect the the rest of the game, uh, the campaign as a whole, uh, make it much more interesting this time as time around. Um, also as well, uh, the Strike Force issues, which a lot of people, it's a love it or leave it. Uh, type scenario where you can add more troops um, with a little bit of an RTS fi- factor in it. Uh, that, for me, I think was a little bit of a drawback. Um, so that and the fact that the multiplayer is still very good, but it didn't seem groundbreaking to me, and the maps uh, were not as enthralling as, I, as I'm used to, as I'm accustomed to from previous Call of Duty games. Uh, still gets a great grade for me. Um, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Next on the list, we have... Uh, Hitman Absolution, I just got finished uh, playing quite an extensive bit of it. Um, very solid campaign. A lot of things to do with the contract modes. A lot of replay value um, as far as the stealthing aspect, the fact that you can disguise yourself in many different characters. Um, it is not advisable, at least in an open area, to go and alert yourself because the fact that you, if you try to make it into a regular shooter, it's really not going to work out for you. But the stealth aspect and the different ways that you can uh, dispose of your um, individuals uh, is really just very creative. And I really think as far as the story, the story itself is very serviceable. But as far as the concern, it's not as top-notch once you've played Halo or Call of Duty. Uh, still a very, very good game. It's got some slight graphic glitches in it. Uh, the frame rate dips at times, but overall I still think it's a very solid game, and the the only, the major drawback on it was the voice acting, which is extremely hit or extremely miss. Uh, Agent 47 and some NPCs were really not well done, but uh, some other char- lead characters in the game were very well done, so it's kind of hit and miss for me, but overall I'm, an, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. And I think it's a really game, a good game if you're interested in that little bit slower type of shooter. Um, some control issues as well, but uh, otherwise, like I said, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Um, after that, we have Code of Princess, and I'm going to let Jeremiah take it away on that. Yeah, this one, um, and I, I mentioned it on the Game Source site uh, in the official review, but like it's kind of the spiritual successor of Guardian Heroes, which was a Saturn beat em up. Um, made by most of the same people, um, same artist, uh, which is actually a female artist, which you probably wouldn't guess by looking at the cover of the scantily clad princess. But, uh, like, they, well, and that's kind of parted into the, uh, a little bit of the humor in there. They kind of make fun of that a bit here and there. And, I mean, for the most part, uh, all the dialogue is pretty lighthearted, um, like, even when it gets a little bit more serious, it still, you know, keeps it kind of lighthearted, you know, throughout the whole game. Um, the the action was pretty good. Um, I like it. It has a sort of, uh, you can kind of jump in between, like, foreground, midground, and background um, to kind of avoid stuff or hit, you know, different enemies that are on the different uh, planes, basically. Um, but, like, really the best part is, you know, with the combos... Um, each character has their own kind of style, so it keeps it pretty varied depending on who you're playing with, um, and decently customizable depending on how you, uh, get everybody up, 
you know, as far as, like, what stats you put them up with and, you know, what equipment you use. Um, I mean, I gave it a 6.5. I mean, still, I didn't regret getting it. Um, I mean, I had a lot of fun with it, went through the whole game, um, did plenty of the extras. A little bit of problems with some of the online. Um, I had some little bag issues here and there with both. Um, like frame rate dropping and with input lag. So, uh, you know, a little hit and miss there. I mean, it depended a little bit on who you were fighting, obviously, with just about any online. But uh, my biggest problem with the online was that when you're doing co-op, instead of being able to just go through a full co-op campaign, you had to manually go through each stage, you know, which once you finished, it would drop you out, then you'd have to you know, start up a room again, bring the same person in, you know, unless you just want to play with anyone, and then continue with that for each stage that you wanted to do. So, you know, like little little problems here and there, but uh, and overall I, I enjoyed it at least. And next we have, uh, also kind of in that sense, uh, coming from uh, Jeremiah, we have um, Ragnarok Odyssey. Uh, tell us your thoughts on that game. Well, this was uh, one of the games that when I heard was coming out for the Vita was part of what uh, made me want to get the system to begin with. Um, I played Ragnarok Online quite a bit um, like over the years between official servers, Japanese servers, even a little bit on the Korean servers, tons and tons of private servers. Um, so I really like the, the style, um, you know, the monsters and the, the different class changes and, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that's in there. Um, obviously, this is only kind of based on that world. Uh, has a lot of the same monsters. Um, the classes are similar but different. Um, unfortunately, there's no class changing, like, as far as, you know, the swordsman type going up into a knight or a crusader, just like on, you know, RO online. Um, but, uh, you know, there you can change to the different classes um, to make certain encounters a little bit easier, depending on if you're having a hard time with certain things or not. Um, and chances are, you know, unless you're, you know, pretty good at this style of, you know, action RPG, you will probably have, plenty of, uh, you know, challenge along the way, especially with some of the boss battles, because some of them get pretty, pretty hard. Uh, Like, I'm actually stuck on one right now, um, which turned out I was just kind of going about the encounter wrong. Um, Usually, the bosses have several different parts you can attack, um, and if you (laughs) go into the battle um, doing the wrong thing, you're probably not going to get very far. So, uh, yeah, it does take a little bit more strategy than most action RPGs where it's just kind of jump in, hack and slash your way to victory, and, you know, win. Uh, So it definitely has that going for it. Um, There's no, like, physical leveling up exactly. Um, You do get stat up, you know, stat increases through your gear, um, through the cards that you put in your gear, and also after every chapter, you're stats go up that way, so um, if there's like an extra mission you might be stuck on, you know, you can always try to improve your character a little bit for that little edge, but usually 
it's just a case of you're going about the encounter the wrong way, which I kind of like that better. Uh, Steph, I know you've got uh, Skyrim Dragonborn on the way. Um, plus, also, I know you both are going to do a great job as far as the Wii U games that are coming out and let everybody know how how, how they are and, and what kind of scores you're going to give it. But, uh, Steph, um, you are going to cover the, the Dragonborn, correct? Because I know that's highly anticipated for Skyrim owners. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I know people just be wondering, is there going to be more to the DLC than just writing the drums? And I, I'm sure there is, because uh, Bethesda usually has done a very solid job with their DLC in the past, and I don't expect any ex- oh, horse armor excluded. But uh, they've done a very solid job for the most part in the past, and I expect nothing less in the future. But, uh, I know Steph's going to cover that for our review section in Wims Out, and also as well the Wii U games will be uh, – out very shortly on a review section on yourgamesource.com. But uh, I'll let, out of the break um, is coming our world-famous Roundtable of Doom. The Roundtable of Doom. Chris, would you do the honor, sir? I will. Uh... I believe it is time for the round table of doom. <laughs> you, do that. <laughs> you do that good every time, man. And yes, we're we're back. It's uh, actually uh, us this time. Uh, I know you heard that little clip there from another previous podcast. Um, it is the world famous round table of doom. Doom. Doom, indeed. Um, and this time we're going to cover, since it's our Black Friday podcast that we do every year, um, we're going to cover all the great Black Friday sales for gamers. Um, it's just around the corner, and we're getting a lot of information that we're uh, putting up on our site at yourgamesource.com. Uh, please check out the Black Friday page before you go out and shop that Black Friday night, because if you are a diehard gamer like us, you're going to see a lot of great deals on our page. Once again, that's yourgamesource.com slash blackfriday and uh, .html and you should be able to go right to it. Or you can just click it off our uh, front front page. It's got uh, you see the Black Friday, just click on it and it'll take you right to it. It's got a lot of great deals already on it. Um, Jeremiah, uh, tell us some of the things that you've uh, are looking forward to come this Black Friday um, as far as uh, maybe some great deals? Because I've got a list coming down right here, but uh, I wanted to see your quick thoughts first before I get into it. Uh, well, I, you know, just like you suggested, went through the site to uh, kind of check ahead of time, um, you know, what stuff I wanted to be looking for. And uh, personally, I, I was really digging into the uh, – Toys R Us deals, like, they're doing quite a bit of stuff, like, you know, already, you know, uh, I think they even started yesterday, maybe. Um, there was, like, some smaller deals yesterday, but, uh, yeah, like, today, um, we chose to go to Toys R Us to get our games, because um, on Wii U, it was buy one, get the second one 40% off, um, which was great for us. We picked up four games. Um, my might go back there for some other ones later, but, uh, 
you know, also from them, uh, a lot of Skylanders deals, uh, which I really had to uh, kind of stop myself for there. But, uh, or, uh, you know, stuff on the older Skylanders, the newer ones. Um, well, it sounds like, it sounds like Stephanie had... It sounds like Stephanie had to stop you there. Kind of had to shovel him on by. I'm like, it's not there. We're good. Keep moving. We gotta get new game. <laughs> ah, the lure of Skylanders. And I know uh, if you take a look at our site at uh, the Black Friday page, you're gonna see a lot of deals on Skylanders. Uh, Activation is giving the green light to all these retailers to to do some massive uh, discounts on not just the Skylander series as a whole, not just the accessories, which are going to be on sale everywhere, but even if you go to our page, uh, if you're a Skylanders fan, um, it's actually going to be even a Skylanders uh, bundle set, um, a starter set with an Xbox 360, the 4-gig version for 149 on Walmart on Black Friday. So if you're interested and intrigued by the Skylanders uh, phenomena, um, I think that's probably the best place you can start uh, with Walmart right there. Um, so after looking and seeing all the deals so far, um, I'm going to count down uh, my top three uh, choices for, for people out there. Um, as far as the Black Friday sales, and, and uh, if you two want to gather your thoughts on while I uh, uh, say that, that's, that'd be awesome. So I think I will start with my number three choice, and my number three choice um, is, drumroll, um, the PS Vita. Uh, and the PS Vita I had mentioned for some time now, I thought there would be much more increased vision on it um, with, A, Sony did some marketing on it, and, B, they, they brought it with a – bundled it with a great game or a name game, I should say, and also, C, uh, that they produced the price of the Wi-Fi to under $200. Well, uh, this weekend, uh, the, starting this weekend, they've done a great job uh, as far as, you know, if you've been checking out the football games, uh, they've been promoting that most retailers on Black Friday will be reducing the price of their bundles. Uh, that includes the Assassin's Creed 3 bundle, um, the Call of Duty Black Ops bundle, uh, the, the declassified uh, bundle, I should say. Um, also, as well, the Lego uh, bundle as well um, for 199, and uh, that's going to be hopefully something people get interested in. I know the reviews for the Call of Duty Black Ops uh, de uh, declassified has not been very good at all, but it's still under $200 to get a great game, uh, a game, excuse me, and to also as well get a get this on the PS Vita, which I still think is a great system. Um, is that's a good fair price indeed. And I think some uh, there's been a store like for instance Toys R Us is adding on a 10 in one accessory kit to it, and also as well Best Buy I think is uh, if I'm not mistaken is adding a four gig stick to it as well to get you started. So yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, my number two on the best deals uh, going on uh, probably would have to be the various games, the uh, top-rated games 
and, and great selling games uh, that are going to be on sale at Walmart on Black Friday for $25. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of great choices out there for people, uh, starting with NBA 2K13, um, also as well. I believe FIFA 13 as well. Um, let me see. Going in, uh, where did I put that right there? For the Walmart Black Friday ad. There's going to be a lot of great There's – they've got over 25 really, really solid games that they're going to put at $25. Um, and if you're really into it, like, for instance, WWE 13, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, FIFA Soccer 13, uh, and lots more, Madden 13, also going to be there. Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2, which just came out. That's being reduced, at least the Wii version, $25. Borderlands 2, yes, if you missed that one, that's got a great score from us, great online game, that's going to be $25, so that is going to be some great deals out there, and remember, that's going to be on Black Friday, well, actually, Black Thursday now, Thursday, November 22nd, at 8 p.m. for that one, so be in line at Walmart on that one. Um, and before I touch on number one, um, I know being Wii U owners, um, I think it, everybody that needs, you know, is interested in the Wii U um, or has a Wii U needs to stop by Old Navy because uh, when they open up Friday at midnight, um, if you purchase forty more dollars of Old Navy merchandise and you're one of the first few there uh, to do so, you, you will get a free copy of uh, Super Mario Brothers U. Uh, and that's a, that's awesome, awesome. Always you get a free game. Uh, and also as well, you can enter starting on Thursday, Thanksgiving, you can enter a contest to get, because uh, you're giving out uh, several thousand Wii's, uh, Wii U's, excuse me, and uh, to get a chance to get a free Wii U is always a great bargain. But uh, my number one Black Friday weekend hit is actually going to be, well, it's going to be actually on Thanksgiving itself. It's going to be actually on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Kmart. And that is Max Payne 3, which uh, really was a great game, excellent soundtrack. Uh, for that period of time at Kmart, at your local Kmart all across the country, from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, at uh, your local Kmart, it's going to be $8.99 for a, for a top-rated game. Didn't sell quite as well as Rockstar hoped it is, but don't let that fool you. It's still a great game. Uh, very fun multiplayer, um, and a really, really strong suggestion for me as, as a great player at eight ninety nine. So that's my top three deals. Um, Stephanie, uh, hopefully you've given you enough time to think of uh, some great deals out there. What are your top three deals for the Black Friday season? Well, first off, let me just throw on there, uh, along with Max Payne 3, L.A. Noir is going to be eight ninety nine too at Kmart. If you're there, I'd suggest picking that one up, too. Not uh, a bad choice, I indeed. I definitely enjoyed the game. So. Yes, and absolutely. $8.99, can't beat it. Yes, couldn't agree with you more on that. Well, couldn't agree. for me, I guess. My number three deal would be, uh, and I have to put it at number three just because the uh, length of time that they're putting it out, buy one, get one 40% off on the Wii U games. I don't think I ever remember a deal that good happening anywhere near the launch of the system. And if you've got a Wii U, get down to Toys R Us and pick them up. I mean, we got four games 
for the price of less than three. Uh, it's not, uh, we saved about a little bit more than the price of one game before tax, so that is just a, an amazing deal. Get the games, they're good games. Um, hmm. Another one of the deals that I'm really digging is uh, just the massive sales at a bunch of different stores on Xbox Live and uh, gold membership cards and point cards. By the way, now, that's not the that's not Stephanie and Jeremiah, um, you know, fighting through the crowds of Black Friday yet. They're just getting prepared. They're warming up right now. I think Jeremiah was like hitting a, a punching bag or whatnot, getting prepared. So. Yeah, we have it hanging up in the closet. There you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Xbox Live three month cards, twelve ninety nine at uh, where are they? They're twelve ninety nine at Kmart. Walmart's got them on sale. Toys R Us, Toys R Us has them half off. If you are a gold member subscriber, that is a pretty damn good deal. Stock up on them. Get a couple, even if you're not often on it, pick it up, use it later, you know, it's just a good thing. And then the points cards as well. If you download anything, really, or if you plan to download anything, get one of the points cards. Half off? I'll take it. <laughs> Actually, also as well, the Microsoft Store is going to be selling it as well for uh, twelve ninety nine, And uh, I'm going to be posting on the site. By the time you hear this, I already have um, the Microsoft Store uh, some of their great deals as well on, on, on of course, Microsoft-rated products as well. Um, Jeremiah, what are your three great deals? Um, well, um, oh wait, did, wait, did Stephanie finish her number one? Uh, I, I I didn't actually put them in order, but uh, I did have one more, which was just the uh, massive amounts of games. They're going to be on sale for ten and twenty-five dollars. There's really too many of them to list. Um, the $25 ones, pick up, you know, a couple of them. There's lots of good tiles to choose through and there. And then, especially with those $10 ones, you know what? They might be older games. They might, you know, have come out last year or before. But if you haven't played them, it's a new game to you. $10, you know, give it a try. If it's a game you were on the fence about, there's not going to be a much better deal, you know, in the foreseeable future because most of the stuff, as we know, We'll go back up a little bit after Black Friday, and then slowly we'll trickle on down. So just, you know, go through all those games that are on sale. Pick up something you might not have wanted to play or, you know, like Borderlands 2 is in there, FIFA 13. There's a lot of really good games that came out pretty recently or some of the older ones that came out a little while ago for $10. So just uh, sift through those and find something you want to play. And I had stated that Microsoft Store was doing that uh, three-month deal as far as as well for $1.99. Uh, they had also mentioned some great deals on Forza, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, and Dan Central 3. Uh, but, Jeremiah, um, some uh, deals that you've been looking at, sir? Uh, well, for for me, like, um, the that Vita deal is pretty pretty nice. Um, and I already have one. I mean, there's... And there's tons of system deals, but, I mean, really, most people probably already have, you know, 360, PS3, Wii, any and or all of the above. Um, but a Vita, not a lot of people have. You know, 
know, some people are on the fence because there's not a lot of games, but, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a back and forth, you know, kind of problem because if not a lot of people have the systems, not, you know, nobody's going to want to make games for it. So if more people get the systems, more games will come out for it. So, you know, it's your own incentive to get more stuff on there. Um, and at that price, it's really not bad. Um, and kind of on the same token, the you know 3DS at Kmart, um, they're doing the Super Mario Land 3D bundle um, with a $30 coupon. Um, you know, so not too bad on that one. I mean, not a great deal in comparison, but uh, you know, if you still haven't gotten a 3DS, there's already quite a bit of games um, available for that, which are you know more than worth it. Um, I mean, a lot of, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but there's a lot of, uh, Skylanders deals out there. Um, specifically if you're, you know, you already have, you know, your system, um, you just want to check it out. The Skylanders starter pack at Walmart is $38.96. Um, that's, you know, that's cheaper than, I mean, that's half the price of a new game basically for, you know, the game, the portal, three figures to go with it. Um, and you can finally see, you know, what everybody's, you know, talking about, you know, Skylanders for. Um, I know some other, uh, I think Toys R Us had a deal. Um, I don't think I see it listed on here, but I thought that in the site, or um, in the store itself, saying something about if you got Giants, um, there was some deal on getting the original one with it also, um, but I'd have to check that one specifically. So, um, yeah, as you were saying, just if you are, are interested in the Skylanders uh, franchise or if you have already um, some of the games already uh, that, are, that are out, the starter kit and some of the accessories already, it's a good point to keep your eye on, on both our page um, and keep out with the retailers because there's a lot of great deals on Skylanders, uh, the sets, the accessories. Um, it just looks like a great deal overall. Uh, but a lot of great deals. And just keep your eye out at yourgamesource.com and the Black Friday page. We'll be posting them as we get them in. Um, and I just uh, want to hope everybody stays safe out there fighting the crowds on Black Friday. And uh, we'll, after this message, uh, we'll be uh, wrapping things up. You know, if Nintendo wasn't really having a bad enough year as it was, PETA, or PETA, whatever the name of the stupid company's called, um, the ethical treatment of animals, really, guys? I mean, you don't have anything better to do? I mean, go and save some lost animals halfway across the world. You gotta, you gotta file a suit against Nintendo, which, by the way, you're not going to win. Nick... You'd be, uh, <laughs> you'd be nice now to PETA. You'd be nice now to PETA to come and get you. Uh, not obviously hurt you in any way, of course, but, uh, verbally attack you and, uh. Bring it on, PETA. <laughs> I got, I got a spirit helmet. You know what? It's nice and furry. <laughs> Those were Nick's last words. Uh, uh, Nick's comments and 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 thoughts on on what he just talked about are his and his only and not representative of anything from <laughs> Game Source of Nevada. You got <laughs> it. That's right, baby. Bring it on. Come on, guys. 
Uh, Nick versus Peta. Oh my goodness. Peta. I mean, seriously, <laughs> it sounds like a. It sounds like something you eat. Peta. Peta. Yeah, it is. Peta bread. Something eat. Peta. Give me a. And that uh, after that little stirring little clip right there from one of our previous podcasts, uh, it's again the world famous HeroGamesSource.com. Uh, just want to make sure that you know everybody knows out there to catch us um, at GameSource on Twitter, GameSource on Facebook, uh, obviously HeroGamesSource.com. Uh, obviously, as well, we've got our phone app that's available for us to download anytime, and our thanks to Conduit on that. Um, our, also, our thanks for iPage, our, our hosting service, for the great job as far as uh, handling all our traffic. Um, also, as well, for iTunes, if you're not hearing this on iTunes, uh, but you want to go ahead and, and, and getting those iPads that are on sale or iPods that are on sale, and, you're, and you want to start using iTunes, check us out on the three words now, Your Game Source channel, and you can download any of our podcasts um, available on iTunes. And last, but need, need I say not least, our YouTube channel, uh, YourGameSource.com, the entire thing, YourGameSource.com, um, all one word put together. And... Uh, it's been a great run so far, 50 episodes. Uh, guys, your your thoughts so far on uh, 50 and then where we might go from here. Sunny? Uh I'm so excited to be part of number 50. I haven't been here since the beginning, but I can't wait to be here when we hit the next 50. Looking forward to it. Well, I'm hoping we'll do something crazy like on number 100, like burn maybe uh, – uh, Nick's uh, spirit hat or something uh, kooky like that. Uh, Jeremiah, um, obviously working with both you and Steph on on yourgamesource.com has been a unique honor for myself. Um, Jeremiah, your thoughts on, on number 50 and then where we're going to go from here? Well, it can only go up from here. I'll only get better. Well, don't say that because we do work, Nick. But uh, Only better. Only better. All right, fair enough, fair enough. You did say there was fire involved with Nick's hat. That sounds better to me. If that's the case and we do get the chance to burn it uh, for episode 100, I will make sure it goes up on our YouTube channel and all of our Facebook and uh, regular site as well. But um, I think that's going to do it for us, episode number 50 in the books. Uh, once again, uh, check us out, yourgamesource.com. Um, or just uh, if you have any questions or like to hear stuff on the show uh, or let us know how we're doing, just email us at yourgames at yahoo.com. Um, we love hearing from everybody. Yes. Uh, so for me, yes, Elvis lives. Uh, I got Steph Fu. Good night, everybody. And there we got Super Pouring. Keep playing, everybody. And for myself and also the uh, other individuals, um, everybody who's been a part of the YourGameSource.com experience, uh, I want to thank them personally, um, Sam. And Sam, if you're listening out there in, in, in beautiful Italy or wherever in Europe you are today, uh, we definitely miss you. I definitely want you to be safe where you're at in the world. 
Jamie himself. What can we do without him on a daily basis? Nick, Bryce, uh, we got Sarah, um, Lonnie, uh, just just so many individuals. Chris and Corey, who could forget them? Miss you guys. Miss everyone uh, being part of the podcast. Um, and also as well to the other individuals I didn't uh, mention, such as Patty, Scott, hopefully uh, he, you know, we'll get him back on part of our podcast. And also Alex, who helped us out with our fall preview. I want to thank each and every one of them. We've got our great super fans like uh, Katie, uh, also as well our great super fan in, in Michael, sending us all those his great thoughts as well. Uh, Cameron, who's been a great individual super fan himself and, and has made comments on as far as on our yourgamesource.com page. And to everybody around the world who has listened to us from, from Australia uh, to, to Europe, who I've gotten feedback from, uh, we want to thank you again for being part of this. Um, yes, even a special thank you to Nick, too, because if it wasn't for him, yourgamesource.com wouldn't be yourgamesource.com. So, and we wouldn't have a hat to burn for the hundredth episode. That's true. That's true. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you you have no idea. But uh, on behalf of the entire YourGameSource.com staff, uh, we want to thank you again for listening. And uh, we will hopefully have a lot more to to have you experience as part of the YourGameSource.com world. Uh, we thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Oh, no. Oh, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> All right, look. Crap, I can't shut this stupid thing off. Trail better take this out of the podcast.